Hey folks, welcome to Stephen Runs Vegan. My name is Stephen. I'm the host and delighted that you're here. This little podcast of mine started in April or May of 2020, last year, at the beginning of lockdown. I'd always wanted to start a podcast or had for a few years, but never really had the right thing in mind. But I had bought a microphone that I saw half price somewhere and it had been sitting there gathering dust. I was on lockdown, I had no work, I had no things to do, and I thought, perfect, let's just start talking into a microphone. And that was over a year and nearly 50 episodes ago, so that, uh, yeah, I, I told myself I would make 10, at least 10, so I wanted to make this something substantial, not just a little whim that I did for a few weeks. We all had our own sort of lockdown hobbies that that came and went we tried a bit of everything tried some new things yoga banana bread whatever your your hobby of choice was mine was a podcast and it stuck so thank you very much for tuning in i'm delighted you're here i really do appreciate it and hopefully you get some enjoyment or some information out of it today you've seen the title this is going to be my kind of how and why i went vegan story so some of you know me pretty well you probably heard the de- a few of the details before but I think it's always an important story to see how someone transitions from a typical standard American diet, as they say, but a typical modern Western diet, which was healthy-ish, but was definitely omnivorous, to being fully whole food, plant-based, vegan now. In a lot of cases, I think you might meet a vegan and you want, oh, cool, yeah, good for you, or I've I've heard about that, or I'm curious, or it's not for me. And you think, oh, well, they're vegan. They just, they eat that way. They always did. And the steps to getting from an omnivorous diet to a vegan one or the chasm can seem so massive that it's almost just you disassociate. You're like, oh, good for you. I wish I could, but not not my thing. So I thought if I could just tell you how I went vegan and the whole story from meat eater to vegan and why I went vegan in the process, that might be of interest to someone and might break down a few of the walls in between, which is really something I like to do with my podcast and just my approach to life in general. I'm I've run eight marathons, I've run two ultra marathons, I have a podcast, I have I'm vegan, I'm a flight attendant. All these things kind of spark a bit of curiosity in some people. And for someone, the idea of running a marathon might just be unbelievable, just com- completely unachievable. But then I talked to them about it and I thought it was unachievable before I ever ran my first one. So breaking down the walls and seeing that a normal person with limited ability or limited expertise can just do these things and you don't have to just you don't have to believe the story that was written oh i'm that's not for me because i have bad knees or that's not for me because something runs in my family or whatever that's a story you tell yourself and we all do that i tell myself stories of why i'm not supposed to do a certain thing or be a certain way and i get it we're just trying to make peace with ourselves But I'm rambling, I'm getting off topic already. How I went vegan and why I went vegan. Thank you very much for tuning in. Enjoy the story. So I was never really a meat eater. Not a a carnivore anyway. I was raised, my, my parents cooked at home and they cooked... Pretty healthy food, all things considered. We had some treats and stuff on on special occasions and we were allowed go to McDonald's once in a while or we'd get popcorn at the cinema or you'd get 50p as it was back then to buy some sweets in in the shop sometimes, but not not often. And typically we would have a dinner of meat and two veg, basically. There'd quite often be potatoes or pasta or rice. 
some sort of vegetables, whatever my parents could make us eat as kids. They'd try broccoli and carrots and all these things. And usually we'd have fish fingers or chicken or something with it, just some meat on the on the side, because that was your, your standard routine. But I, I, I just I never remembered looking forward to the meat. I, that was not the, the center of attention for me. I didn't look forward to barbecues in the summer because, yeah, it was just another way of doing dinner and it was something different, sure, but it wasn't about the meat. My mom tells me a story of when we'd go to McDonald's as kids. When I was very young, I'd ask for the burger, the whole McDonald's kids burger thing, but without the burger, without the meat. I'd want the bread, the toppings, the sauce, the lettuce, and the chips. I just didn't want the beef burger, which is... Things like that show you... you know, things like that are good little indicators. Wow, even early on, even as a five-year-old, this is how this is how things were going i was going in the vegan direction and i didn't even know it so growing up ate meat you know because it was made for me and because it was normal but i never loved it i went to a steakhouse or some steak restaurant with a bunch of guys in my family at about 14 or 15 on a golf weekend and i ordered a steak and it's just wasted on me i heard them all comparing how they like their steaks done and the, the knives and what you're meant to do and it was just a giant slab of meat on my plate and I wanted the sauce, I wanted the trimmings, I didn't want the, the meat and it just wasted on me. I, I'm sure I ate it, I'm sure I enjoyed it, but meat was just never uh, what I looked forward to uh, at all. I, I wanted the carbs, I wanted the potatoes, I wanted the pasta, the rice or the beans or the junk food afterwards probably as well. And then when I went to university, I went at 18. I spent three years in university from 18 to 21. I went vegetarian in my second year, but I won't even get that far yet. I went to university at 18, and it was my first time living on my own. I lived in a dorm with four others, had a good time, incredible education. It was hard, but learning to live on your own, learning to shop for yourself, to cook for yourself, how to do the chores that your parents used to do, all that stuff. And I was cooking for myself, and almost by accident I was cooking vegetarian. I didn't realize, because I never went grocery shopping really, that meat is pretty expensive. If you want real meat, like the good stuff, chicken breasts or, I, I don't know, I don't want to say uh, animal flesh terms on this podcast really, the vegan in me is kicking in. Any decent meat, like if you went to your butchers and got the quality cuts or whatever that stuff is called, that's not cheap. And yeah, you can get six frozen burgers for a euro, or you can go to Burger King or McDonald's and get cheap meat, but not good meat. And if you wanted anything real, fish as well, for example, far more expensive than I thought it was. Quite often, I just didn't eat meat. I, I, typical student food, I, one of my go-tos was just a giant bowl of pasta with tomato sauce and loads of cheese on top. If I was feeling very fancy, I might toast some sunflower seeds and give it that like toasty crunch into the mix as well but so often i'd be at home having lunch and dinner which is just a giant pot of cheesy tomato pasta and it wasn't healthy it was very cheap and just easy it was it felt like cooking for me at the time it felt kind of fancy because i just had to cook something and i never really cooked before i was 18 and I, I I think we'd order fast food on the weekends maybe we would get pizza some night and maybe there was one pizza place in my in the town I went to university in Maynooth that was Rebel Pizza had a delicious chicken barbecue pizza and I remember the taste well it was really good but that was it like that was about the only time I had chicken and it wasn't 
essential. Like I could have ordered any veggie pizza as well and it would have been fine. Which turned out to be what I'd started doing. So in my second year of university, I was, I went vegetarian. I'm I'm jumping as to what, I'm hopping all over the place as to where to, how to approach this story and not just talk about my life from age 18 to now. That will be a long podcast. In my second year of university, I was 19, I went vegetarian. I had become involved with quite a few like extracurricular activities, clubs, societies, the student politics, that kind of thing in university. I really enjoyed that side of it, much to the detriment of my academic performance, it would turn out, but we didn't know that at the time. Yes, I did. One of the main clubs or societies I got interested in was the yoga club in Maynooth. So I took over the running of the yoga club because the girl who ran it the previous year was graduating. She was looking for someone to do it. It wasn't my plan, but when I found out there was nobody else, all right, well, I'll figure this out. It went well. We we got huge membership that year, had a great committee, a few good friends of mine close by helping out to run the thing, make sure classes went on time, sorting out the money, all that stuff. It was a good time. But I had a an email account for the yoga thing, an official like college website email account, yoga at com or something like that. And I would check the emails. Sometimes you get questions and I would send out emails all the time. But I got one in the inbox, which was from this guy, Connor, who wanted to start the Veggie Society in Maynooth. He was the first year. He had just come to the university and he was vegan and he wanted to set up a veggie, so vegetarian vegan society for people to get together and get to know each other. But there is certain paperwork involved and obviously there's just time and effort. And he was looking for help from it, for any assistance. So literally in that moment, I got this email from this guy who wanted to start a veggie society. And I thought, yeah, that's it. I'm on board. Completely with helping out, setting up this society and helping to run it, but also going vegetarian. I I really didn't give it much thought before that, but it just made total sense. I wasn't eating much meat anyway. I always considered myself an animal lover and an environmentalist. And certainly I, I would... You know, you'd hear about your favorite musician or some cool celebrity that you like is vegetarian. And you think, oh, of course they are. I want to be a vegetarian. That's that's a really progressive, really cool thing to do. Not eating animals, not having any meat on your plate, and not murdering innocent beings, all of that. Like, it has a certain stigma attached to it or a certain attitudes attached towards going vegetarian or being a vegetarian. And some people like that. Some people think it's the coolest, most attractive thing. I did. And some people get instantly turned bu- turned off by it. And that's fine too. Each to their own. But this guy seemed nice. Connor, I'd never met him before, but I replied saying, yeah, I'd absolutely love to get involved. I'll help out with the meeting. Uh, I'll give you any information about admin, whatever I can do. I, I, I'm in. Count me in. The first meeting was a week or so later, and it was Connor and his girlfriend were setting it up. I remember they had all these like chopped up snacks and hummus and peppers and, and carrot sticks and all this on the table as we came in. That was really cool. I remember just taking a pepper, a bit of sl- sliced pepper, like the yellow pepper, I think, and eating it. And I had never done that before. I didn't even love cooked peppers at the time. So the idea of a raw one was just, no, nope, absolutely not. But I was surrounded by, in my mind, I was in a room full of hippies and I thought, oh, I've got to blend in here, so let's eat eat it raw. And it was really good. I, 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 I'd I, never eaten a bit of raw pepper. It was very tasty and crunchy and juicy. 
And that was already an eye-opener. Turned out Connor, the guy who had the idea to set it up, was lovely. His girlfriend, Hope, wonderful as well. So I met lovely people and the the chat went very well. He had this PowerPoint presentation. I remember they were talking about there being vegetarian restaurants in Dublin and I couldn't believe it. Like I lived in Dublin for the first 11 years of my life and would go back all the time. I knew Dublin very well. And I think, no, like surely London or San Francisco or all these cool places. Yeah, sure, they have vegetarian restaurants, but Dublin doesn't. I know Dublin. And sure enough, they would show these examples of Govindas on Abbey Street right in the middle of the city beside Penny's. I've walked past there a thousand times and never saw the sign vegetarian restaurant outside. And so all of these things kind of broke it down. I met people who were clearly healthy and happy and really nice people. So that was no problem. I was not a meat eater anyway, and I was certainly ready to take the step to take animals off my plate. And then I realized, oh, there's a whole social scene as well. There's veg fests and you can go to vegetarian restaurants and meet these cool people and bond and connect with people over the fact that you don't eat meat or or that you're vegan. Like These were the first vegans I had met as well. I didn't fully know what the word meant, but they were cool and chill and good examples of being vegan. And that was a noble endeavor in my mind. But back then, to be honest, there was never a, a question that I would do it too. It was always, oh, wow, that's great. Good for you. The idea of vegetarian was already pushing it enough for me. So I didn't think I'm going to start vegetarian and go vegan one day. I didn't even think I'd go vegan. That was not on the calendar, or on the horizon, none of that. And then I was vegetarian. I don't think I slipped up. Oh, no, I did. I, I did slip up. I remember once I was in university and in the main lecture building, the John Hume building, for any random Maynooth people listening, that had a little supermarket. So between lectures, you could just pop in and get some water or a sandwich or something. It was always chaos because lectures were on the hour and they would everyone would be walking by on the hour and it would be five minutes of chaos and there's always a queue of about 20 people in, in that. But that little supermarket had a meal deal, which was something like a drink... Uh, sandwich and fruit or a snack for five euro some one of those things and i always got a bacon and egg sandwich and a drink and a snack i just i really always enjoyed a bacon and egg sandwich and i out of habit i found myself between lectures or i think i was going home for an hour or two went into that supermarket got my meal deal got my bacon and egg sandwich didn't realize what i was doing forgot that i'd just turned vegetarian yesterday or in recent days beforehand I went home and I started eating it and literally only about halfway through eating it did I realize, oh, damn it, I'm vegetarian. I, I can't eat bacon anymore. I don't know if I finished the sandwich or not. I think I did and then told myself, okay, I'll try again from there. So it wasn't a slip up in terms of willpower or I didn't give in to the temptation. It was just pure forgetfulness. I was in my routine in university on my daily thing and that was part of it. So little things like that are, are, are ones to watch out for. I also remember when I went vegetarian on the day, I got super excited about it and felt very proud. And there was a song that was huge in the charts at the time called um, Don't Trust a Ho, Don't Trust Me. It was by a band called 303. You probably might know it if you're of a certain age and if you were in university or in your early 20s at that time. It was that typical party pop anthem, two guys singing and... One of the lines in the song was, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. 
And I remember I put that on my Facebook. Like, I was so proud. That was my new status. Tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. Caps lock and everything. And someone mentioned to me later that day, yeah, you spelled vegetarian wrong. And uh, that was a bit of a, as well, I'm not going to lie, there was some ego involved. I wanted to be seen as a vegetarian and I wanted to show it off, both for the message and for the animals, of course, but also because I, as I said earlier, I wanted to be associated as being that type of person. Think of me what you will. I think we all have our our, our inner monologues going and that, that influenced my decision and I'm not going to deny it. it. It's a little bit of ego as well. I think that's a healthy thing because of what it did, because of the actions it made me take. I'm okay with it. And you're going to laugh at yourself, right? You, you can't take yourself too seriously. So if, if I'm... Decl- if I- if I'm declaring my vegetarianism and I can't even spell the word, that's pretty funny. I hope someone got a good laugh out of that. So I, I that was it. I went vegetarian in 2009 and I w- stayed vegetarian for years. I, I Again, I had no big ambitions to change to go vegan. But then I would watch these documentaries or I'd read books or I'd meet vegans or I'd go to VegFests as a vegetarian and suddenly you see a lot of the people you are hanging out with are vegan and it sort of became the path. It became the next logical step. It wasn't a distant, like, oh, okay, good for you, not for me. It wasn't one of those things that's so far away anymore. I'd start to realize, hey, I'm not eating that much cheese. I, I never did. There was no cheese in our house growing up. My mom didn't like it. So cheese was never a central part of my diet. I liked the eggs quite a lot. I drank some milk, but by then I was, I think I was starting to buy soy milk and try all the other ones anyway. I was going vegan-ish by slowly but surely and I know I had a friend in university Eamon if you know him who went vegan overnight I think and he stayed vegan for about six months I don't know what his current status is he might be back to vegetarian or vegan but at the time he went vegan straight away and did it for six months and then went off the wagon entirely just went back to eating meat so if you are the type that gets motivated and you can use a big shock you watch a documentary it changes your life changes your mindset and you want to do it right then and there great if you can do it that's fantastic because i can't and i think a lot of people can't it took me years to of gradual elimination of animal products and then accepting like all right i think i'm going to do this but it it was never the end goal It, it was never why i went vegetarian it just became more and more unavoidable more and more inevitable as the more documentaries I watched, and I, I never wanted to kill animals for my food, but I was okay with using their products. Which sounds fine in theory, until you realize that no, you're, you're still killing the animals. It's not a different system. It's all the one cycle. The cow is bred to be milked and to produce babies, and when it stops making milk, then it gets killed for food. And it's not one or the other. These are all wrapped up in each other. So if you're buying cheese, you're funding the animal slaughterhouse industry. It's just, there's no differences. The same companies, the same factories, it's all the one system. So I just got a call from my parents there, which interrupted the podcast. I might have cut out halfway through a sentence, but I forgot to stop recording. It's still going. So that I, that was about 15 minutes ago. I'm going to carry on with the next point in my list here. So I was years as a vegetarian and I finally went vegan. Surprise, spoiler alert, I'm vegan. It's kind of clues kind of in the name. 
this started, I think I was flirting with the idea already the year before. So about 2014, maybe even 2013, I was starting to stop buying products, phasing them out. I'd buy soy milk instead. And then one day I just said, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go vegan. I want to make this properly. I want to, I want this to be the the way I eat, the way I live. I don't want any animal abuse on my plate or in my life. I don't want to use animals for my food, for my benefit, for my pleasure. I want them, My I want my ethics to, my actions to align with my ethics, should I say. Not going to get too preachy again. That's not my style. I do really want to reiterate or iterate in the first place. I should have started with this. This is not my manifesto on how to turn you vegan or why you should go vegan. This is my story. If you're listening, you're probably a bit curious about it. You're probably veggie curious, if you want to call it that. Great. You, I'm here. Get, contact me by email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Any, Get in touch with me any way you like, and I'll be happy to help you go vegan, give you all the tips you need, reassure you, point you in the right direction, any of that, if you want to. If not, no worries. This is how I eat. This is why I eat vegan, and this is just my story, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping you enjoy the perspective, even if you're going to get nothing out of it. That's, that's totally up to you. I'm not trying to sway anybody with this. This is just how I do it. So I kind of half-arsed my way into going vegan, or said I was, and I did that twice. I can't even remember the time span now, but I told myself I was vegan, and then a few days later, ate something that wasn't vegan. I don't even remember. I remember failing the second time because I said, okay, I'm vegan now. And I was in Amsterdam with a few of my friends, and it was a really hot day, and they all went for ice cream. And I got ice cream as well because it was a really hot day, and I wanted to chill, chill in the sun with my friends in Amsterdam. Now, in hindsight, you realize, oh, they probably had vegan options. I didn't know what gelato was when I was 24, believe it or not. And then you learn skills on how to deal with those situations where you could be tempted to get food, even if it's not vegan or anything like that. But this was early days, and I didn't beat myself up over it. I knew I was going to go vegan by this stage because I tried it twice already. I was going easy on myself, and then the third time just became... It was clearer. It was more focused. Everything was just with more intention and with more action. And I cared more and I put in the work and it stuck. So the third and successful attempt at going vegan worked. I think I went vegan for Lent. If anyone knows what Lent is, it's the thing in a Christian religion calendar where Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the desert and in tribute or whatever they call it to commemorate that. Christians are supposed to give up something important, something they really enjoy. As kids, normally that's like, I'm not going to eat chocolate for 40 days, or I'm not going to play video games for 40 days, one of those things. And I hadn't given up Lent the way I'd given up Catholicism and Christianity. I'm I'm an atheist, I don't believe in that, and I haven't since my teens. But Lent almost became a cultural phenomenon in Ireland, or for Irish people. And it's almost the excuse people use to try and get them to kickstart whatever they want to do, the way you might do also with a New Year's resolution. I did that. I think there was a friend of mine online, Charlene, I believe, who is an Irish girl blogging about her time in Utrecht. And I was obsessed with the Netherlands at this stage. I wanted to move to the Netherlands, but I was still in Germany. And to hear stories from an Irish girl in Utrecht and to get her perspective was really cool. I was reading her blog and I think I found her on Facebook or we we got in touch through social media somehow, started following her and she went vegan for Lent. And I said, I'll do the same. 
I remember I still have a photo from my kitchen in my apartment in Germany where we made pancakes the day, the day before Lent because that's where Pancake Tuesday came from. And I used the last of my milk and eggs and we made pancakes. And that was the last time I bought milk and eggs, the last time I've consumed them, knowingly anyway. And I, there, I don't know what was different, but suddenly everything just fit. Everything was right. I was Googling nutrition stuff. I was downloading shopping lists. I was going out to shops and stocking up my vegan pantry, buying all the basics that I thought I'd need or that experts told me I'd need. Have a look at my previous podcast a few weeks ago. I had an episode about my vegan pantry to give you that kind of information, just to show you all the basics you might need if you want to veganize your kitchen. And the rest of your house, for that matter. But I, I did it all. I stuck to it. I read some, read up about some nutrition. I found some podcasts. And at the same time, I got so much energy out of it. I had been vegan for Lent, which was yeah, 30, 40 days, I guess. I think it was about April, maybe into May of 2015. And I felt great. I, I suddenly had so much energy. I was vitalized i think i bought i'd bought i'd bought a smoothie maker or a blender around the same time though i'm going to get more fruit and veg into my diet i'm going to drink smoothies and i remember being giddy and excited to wake up in the morning or going to bed excited to wake up because i would because of the next smoothie i was going to make i was really bad at them in the beginning i didn't know how much water or ice was needed or how much veg was too much and flavors and colors I just kind of threw everything in. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But it was experimental and it was fun. It was new and I really loved it. I'd go to the supermarket again and I'd look at balsamic vinegar or sesame oil, all these things which I could have always bought. But going vegan naturally restricts you a little bit, especially in the beginning because you think, well, now I can't eat meat, I can't eat eggs, I can't eat cheese. It's all a kind of negative approach. When you flip that, you go vegan and you see, oh, wow, I can. this is what I can try. I can try Turkish food. I can try Indian food for the first time. And there is flavors and spices and even fruits and vegetables that you walk past every day in the supermarket and never noticed before. I didn't eat black beans or medjool dates until I went vegan. I could have. They're always there. They're both delicious for different reasons. Medjool dates are just sweet and juicy and delicious and black beans are amazing in a chili, in a burrito, in anything. Two examples. But the idea that a vegan diet restricts you at all or limits your choices. Yes, it does limit your choices and the fact that you remove a few things from your plate that that's naturally limiting. But there's creativity in that. There is that makes you explore, that makes you think, all right, well, I can eat from this section now. What have we got here? And suddenly your world is opened. I, real, I'm, I'm, I can say it for certain, and I can say it for pretty certainly for most other vegetarians and vegans too. They are eating far wider and far more variety and diversity of food since going vegetarian and vegan, not beforehand. So, so while they initially removed the meat or the animal products from their plate, it's been replaced with so many flavors and foods that you've never tried before or you hadn't tried in years. So really, if, don't worry about losing out at all because it's not. It's a, it's a, a net gain, undoubtedly. So I was feeling great. I was excited about this new buzz. I was definitely sticking to it. There was no cravings to go back. I didn't even eat much bread. For the that summer of 2015, I was so healthy, training well, because as part of my vitality, my newfound energy and joy, 
I went running. I started running because I wanted to do something. I wanted to play sports. I wanted to get out of the house because I was really just buzzing with energy for and not just for a day or two, but for weeks on end. I didn't have any gear. I wasn't a sports guy. I wasn't into playing sports at all, really, but I was running a little bit occasionally or I had a, a pair of running shoes that I played football with and did all those kind of things. So I put on those running shoes, I just went out for a run a few times, and it was just great to be outside in good weather in the summer and burning off some of this energy I had. And pretty soon afterwards, I went to, I decided to run a marathon. I This was May, I barely knew how long a marathon was, or I, I had no idea about a training plan or how long it takes to train. And yeah, then everything changed. Suddenly, I be- I was a vegan runner. I, I wasn't suddenly vegan. I That, as I just explained, happened over time. It gradually went that way, and I, I finally stuck when the timing was right. I was suddenly a runner, though. My, my dad had gotten into fitness about this stage. He did this big charity bike ride and started training for that. Then he started running, and that kind of planted the seed in my mind without me even realizing it. But it felt very quick very sudden to go from a non-runner at all to marathon training and I didn't even go in halfway I went all the way in I signed up for the marathon there and then I think it was like 80 euro the Cologne marathon in Germany paid a lot of money I didn't know how expensive marathons were but I had committed to it I bought that and I bought the marathon training plan from no meat athlete which was one of the few websites I had just found so I was googling like vegan anything vegan podcasts vegan running fitness whatever I could find and I found Rich Roll, of course, who's a legend in this kind of plant-based movement. And Matt Fraser, No Meat Athlete. There you go. That's another one of my podcasts where I've mentioned both Matt and NMA. But I mean it sincerely. There's a reason I have so much love for that guy because of the... It was the perfect landing page. It was a perfect website for me to see at the ideal time in my transition. I was new to vegan and I was new to running. But and I was very enthusiastic, but I wasn't, I'm not an animal rights activist in the typical sense of the word. I'm not, a, I'm not an elite sportsman. I'm not a fast runner, relatively speaking. I, I've been fast for, for my standards, but I'm not competing or winning any races, that's for sure. Yet this No Meat Athlete page was just friendly, approachable, very easy to understand, quite simple English and... Just the, the ideal, exactly what I was looking for. And I, if I look to my right now, I've got this little post, post-it note stuck on my wall, which I might share as part of the, the, the media for, the, for publishing this episode. But the post-it says, I'm going to commit to becoming a no-meat athlete. And it's exclamation mark underlined twice. I scribbled that on my couch in Germany in 2015. In semi-belief, the, like, committing to becoming a no-meat athlete was... A big deal for me. It was uncertainty. I didn't... This was part of the reason I stuck with it because I was writing notes to myself and committing to these things. Sharing it on Facebook that I've gone vegan and I'm running a marathon. Commit... Sharing it to myself or daily reminder of this post-it note on my wall every day that you are going to be a no-meat athlete. And the athlete part of that was the more intimidating part than the no-meat. I was already vegetarian for years. I had just gone vegan and I was feeling good about that. But I'm pretty lazy by nature. I I had been for years. I'd been a young, relatively healthy person, but I hadn't been fit. I hadn't been playing sports and certainly wasn't calling myself an athlete. So the idea of committing to becoming a no-meat athlete was a little bit scary in in just the right way. 
it was motivating. It was in, it, intimidating, and it was it worked. It was one of those things that got me out the door to do all these runs. Funny thing was, I had all this energy, and I signed up for a marathon. I still didn't like running at the time. I learned to love it after a few weeks, but the first few weeks of a marathon training plan, especially for beginners, is the build-up, the basics, like just base building, they call it. Just doing short three, four, five, six-kilometer runs at an easy pace a few times a week just to get your body really adapted to slow and easy running and get comfortable on your feet for half an hour, that kind of thing. Just the basics, getting up to scratch before you push on to any real workouts and the like. I didn't enjoy the first couple of weeks. I remember, thankfully, music and podcasts were there to get me around, to make me finish my 5K run. And eventually, you'll have to trust me because I know a lot of people don't love running. It just came back. It the, the, the love of it came to me. Suddenly, I didn't need to distract myself with music anymore. I would enjoy getting out for a run for the sake of it. Early in the morning before work, get out for 20 or 30 minutes, come straight home from work and then go out for a run to refresh, recharge. I look forward to long runs on the weekends, really that whole summer. And I'm I'm entirely convinced it was largely to do with going vegan and how good I felt and how good I went vegan too. Because like I said, I bought all the grocery lists. I went there and I got spent a lot of money getting all the the basics, the, the vegan pantry in order. And I just bought so much fruit that year. I ate so much fruit. I was cooking suddenly, cooking with different flavors that I'd never had before. I was. I, I remember finding myself, I would treat myself to bread once in a while. So if I'd done a good workout or something, I would buy bread and enjoy it because I really enjoy bread. But I, it, it was a, a treat. It wasn't the norm. I was eating so well, whole food, plant-based, all of it. I wasn't drinking at the time. I had just started drinking that summer, I think, or started to say I'm I'm not a teetotaler anymore. But then I'd have a beer at an event once a month, maybe, so there wasn't much of that either. I didn't drink much coffee. It was just everything fit, and that summer is probably the the fittest and healthiest and happiest I've been in my ever in my life, and how healthy I looked. I remember my dad commenting the first time he saw me in September. I came home for the half marathon, that my first ever half marathon I was about to run. He hadn't seen me that year at all, or certainly that summer since I'd gone vegan. And I, I was outside a lot. I was running a lot, so I was in good shape. But also just spending time outdoors in the summer. I had a tan. I looked quite good in myself. I felt very happy. And he commented on that the first time he saw me. Wow, you you're in good shape, or you're looking good, something like that, and it really stuck with me because I felt it, and it reflected through, and it yeah, I look back at those photos from that summer now, and yeah, that was a good time, and it wasn't just because I went vegan. Sure, there were things things were going well in my life. I felt good, and I had a good job, and everything was nice at the time, relatively speaking. But going vegan was a massive part of that, and a big catalyst for all the goodness I had in that time. And there we are, that's from April 2015, from May 2015 to the modern day, which is July 2021 now, six years later, I have been vegan. And I said at the top of this, I've run eight marathons, I've run two ultra marathons, I've run half marathons. Yesterday I went, or two days ago I was bouldering in the boulder gym with a friend of mine, I still got tight muscles from that, when when I move it reminds me they're still sore. I'm going to play paddle tonight, sort of tennis game. I was playing Ultimate Frisbee last week. This is all on top of running and r- bike riding and doing my workouts and doing other things. Like, I'm a skinny little guy, but that's how I always was, even when I was eating meat. 
that that's just my body type but i'm fit i'm healthy i'm energetic i feel strong yeah by my standards i'm i'm far from a strong man i haven't got much muscle but what i have i feel good with and I, I can do it all on a vegan diet recovery is very good i can eat really well and really light and you don't get that sickly full feeling from you from the way you do when you're eating too much meat maybe i remember those days it's much lighter it's much fresher it's much more easily digestible and still just as tasty and more tasty because you get better at cooking and you get creative and all of that so a love letter to veganism this is as you can tell i'm a fan i'm pro vegan long story short and I hope this makes you a little bit more pro-vegan as well. And I know it's a bit of a rambling one, but I, I went into all my insights and to all the steps, the, the important steps along the way that made me go from omnivorous to vegetarian to vegan. And hopefully there's a little fun bit or two in there for you that you can take and use in your own world. Like I said, whether you are already vegan, whether you're vegetarian, if you're veg curious, if you're not at all and you just like listening to my podcast, great, thanks. No pressure, but this is how I did it, and it's pretty easy, and it's a pretty enjoyable ride, and the the feeling, the results are just un, unquestionable. I just feel so much better now on a vegan diet, and I, I have no, never, I have no, and I have no intention of of ever changing that. I'm, yeah, I'm vegan, that's the way I eat, that's the way I live, and that's the way it's going to continue, and I'm glad to say that. And that, on that note, on that bombshell, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, I'm going to wrap this up gonna take bring it <laughs> i'm gonna wrap this up i'm taking it to a close or how does rich roll say i'm gonna land this plane and there we go steven runs vegan at gmail.com send me an email say say hi if you have any questions if you'd like to be on the podcast if you think there's stories i should i should hear about people i should be interviewing cool people in the world email me get in touch send them my way i i'm all ears you can find the podcast on Instagram at Stephen Runs Vegan, Twitter is Stephen Runs Pod. Links are all below. And however you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, one of the apps, leave a review if you can, or hit subscribe, download, do all of those things. Any of those little extras you can do massively help the show. It gets it to a wider audience, and I'm seeing that in the numbers. And it's it's an honor. It's a it's a real. I'm I'm incredibly grateful for anybody taking their free time to listen to me first of all and then anyone further who goes and spreads the word and shares the reviews the podcast all that stuff it's just unbelievable i'm just me i have my little hobby and the fact that it's getting to people all across the world and uh reson resonating with people is so um yeah it's a tribute and i'm i don't take it for granted i'm really still enjoying this very much and looking forward to it continuing into the future. And I hope you'll stick with me all the way. There we go, guys. Thanks very much. That is how and why I went vegan. The short version of the story, believe it or not. But I think it is. Hope you enjoyed it. Do take care of yourselves and each other. I'm going to see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. <laughs>